previously on Who's Dice These Anyway? Fighting giant rat. Uh, this is going to be a pretty serious, formidable challenge. Come here, you bucktooth, worm-tailed motherfucker. <laughs> Stabbed it, it's super wounded, and then just starts running slash limping away. Bam! Hit it right in the head and is, is clearly dead. So you guys go back to town. Who's this woman? So this was a were-rat we found commanding the rest of the rats. These are priestess robes of, a uh, priestess of Itaya. Through the main thoroughfare, like, into town, is rolling another wagon, very similar to yours, that says, The Brigade, on the side. Yes, we're here <laughs> to save you from rats. The Brigade has a negative opinion of you, as you have stolen their job, as they see it. You guys successfully completed that score. Like, total heroes... Welcome to Whose Dice Are These Anyway, an actual play podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. I'm Patrick. I'm Weston. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And this is Whose Dice Are These Anyway. Alright, welcome back. As always, I'm Matt, your DM, and we're going to keep playing our game of Blades in the Dark. This is the rest of the crew. Are we introducing ourselves? I know you know the order in which you introduced yourselves before. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I am Mason, also known as Gonzo Totem Weaver. Friends call me Frost. <laughs> Friends call you what? Frost. I must not be your friend. You made uh, the Frost <laughs> v. Nixon joke. You are totally right. <laughs> I definitely almost remember that now. I'm Weston, and I'm playing Catherine Hipburn, which is. As timely a reference as Frost v. Nixon. I'm Patrick, and I'm playing Jacques Burton. All right, so last week we ended up, we did some XP and some leveling up, and we're in uh, downtime activities. Uh, we did, or and by we, I mean I forgot a very important part of downtime, which is your crew XP. So we're going to do that mm. first before I forget. Uh, let me just open the Slay Dogs mm. page. Slay Dogs. Of course, being the excellent name of oof, your oof. your group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something I forgot to uh, do last time is, or we kind of started doing it, but I never came back to it, was assigning you rep for this score. Your rep is important because your rep is how you kind of move up in tiers, like become a more established group essentially. Mm-hmm. So you get rep uh, equal to the like difference between what you faced and where you guys are at with adjustments made for like how if you handled it completely quietly, for example, though, like uh, you could end up with no rep essentially because like no one knew that you did this thing. So why would they give you any kind of credit for it? Right. So uh, you guys got two rep from your dealings with the were rat and helping out the town. You'll note that in your on your sheet where it says rep, you've got two little two little ticks. Uh, when you filled up your rep meter all the way, then you will be able to move up to the next tier. From right now, you're at tier zero. You'll be at tier one, and then at the if you scroll to the bottom, if you're following along with me, uh, where it says mark XP at the end of each 
uh, session for each of the items below. Mark one XP or two if you did it more than once. So execute a, su su a successful extermination, relocation, rescue, or tracking operation. I feel like you did that. I think we did. I think we did that as well. Uh, yes. Contend with challenges above your current station. I feel like anything's above our current station right now. <laughs> Could be fair. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty easy to be above your station. Yeah, I mean, we came in and swooped in on a job that was supposed to be, like, officially done That's by true. another yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that, too, yeah. I think we... And they seemed more uh, equipped than we were. I think we did that multiple times as well. <laughs> okay, like... <laughs> Contend with maybe... challenges above our station. Sure, the rats and the wear rat. We're all above you. <laughs> well, that, no, but, like, what's about challenges like dealing with the, uh, whatever the crew's name that was supposed to come into town and do it? Who showed oh, okay. Sure, yeah, just dealing with the... Swindling, uh, not swindling, but uh, getting paid from the locals mm -hmm. quickly and all that stuff. All right. Uh, did you bolster your crew's reputation or develop a new one? To uh, remind you, your reputation that you're going for is daring. If I remember correctly, I left the other crew whose job we stole our calling card. I think that's correct. Okay. I would say that's pretty daring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think you were daring in general. Uh, or at least, like, yeah, you bolstered that reputation. You chased after... Yeah, we also, right. Yeah, we jumped right into that rat hole. You went the and just whole like, time. Head like, in. You chased from house to house all these rats that were attacking. You chased down the rat hole and uh, fought the the were rat at the end. And then even when she was leaving, you ran after her. And so I'm going to give you two because I'm going to say yeah, on multiple instances you guys were were daring adventurers. Uh, did you express the goals, drives, inner conflicts, or essential nature of your crew? This is, I think, always the hardest one to get points for. But it's up to you guys. How do you feel on that on that point? I think we did at least once because I think Mason was the one who did it. He uh, he explained to the people who lived there in the town or something that like what we're what we're trying to do is build a network of contacts or I forget how he said it exactly. He kind of explained that to the I don't know. He's the town elder or the guy that paid us, and it, I think oh. that's our goals really. Okay. I don't know if we have any other goals at this point. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. I know I performance review my job. That's what I want this game slash podcast to feel like is a performance mm -hmm. review. I know I did that for my personal goals because I remember marking XP for that, but I don't know how closely my personal goals align with crew goals. Sure. And that's, again, why I think it's one of the harder things to do. But I do agree that, like, I think Mason. This character, once again, Gonzo, did kind of try to lay it out for the town elders, I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to give it to you twice, but I'll give you one point for that. And already, look at that. Your crew advancement has filled right up. Ooh, uh, another close. big thing. And so, yeah, we're going to start today uh, with some downtime. You guys are all in the uh, city of Shimmermaw. And which is just kind of the largest town in this kind of mountainy region. You this this activity, this job had taken place in a smaller nearby town, but you are now in the main city center and are kind of, for lack of a better word, camped out there or set up uh, in an inn somewhere, maybe. 
I can't remember if your lair has quarters or not. If that's one of I things. think it does. I think that's one of the things we spent to upgrade it so that we could sleep there instead of having to rough it. Yeah. yeah so maybe you've maybe you just set your wagon out outside of town and you guys are actually staying there. But you're obviously free to go in and out of town. And we're actually gonna start with the scene of of Jacques coming back from his uh indulging his vice activity, which he did last week where he uh overindulged. He tapped one too many trees with uh for that ma- sweet sweet maple syrup that he's, <laughs> he sure that he's addicted to and he broke his i can't remember it was it the actual device that like got you the maple syrup or was it just how you the divining rod that helped you find maple syrup i, I think it was the divining rod that helped me find the syrup okay uh and so you're you're walking back into town in whatever mental state you you feel. I mean, in some ways you're you're rejuvenated, but also you know your your maple syrup days are going to be a little harder to come by. Yeah, I think that's pretty depressing. He'll uh, he'll probably be in a mood, a bit of a okay. Mood. So you're walking down the street, and as you're passing one of the buildings, an an old kind of hunched over old woman says, "Oh, weary traveler." Why the long face? And she's in front of a shop that is like, this whole town is kind of a little bit industrial feeling. I mean, it's 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 not like everything's made of metal, but it's just like there's a lot of blacksmith shops. Everything's kind of metal accents on things. Her shop is kind of like wood thatch and wood carving little trinkets and wind chimes and things it hers looks like if you could imagine like a witch's hut like this is what it looks like i broke my divining rod that's why the long face oh a divining rod you say and her eyes her face kind of lightens up her eyes open up a little wider and you can see that you first thought you just thought she had like green eyes but as she opens them a little wider you see they're like all milky like she's blind uh, mm. and a little spooky. And she's like, can I see that? Sure. And she sta- holds out her hand. She she's like, oh, the old magics. What would you... Hmm. Yes, yes. Would you like this fixed for you, young man? Absolutely, I'd like it fixed. Excellent, excellent. I have a task, then. If you bring me ten, <laughs> here we go. Crush bone belts. Let's get some crush bone belts. If you bring me ten blue caps, I will fix this for you. Oh, she wants drugs. Yeah, she wants the psilocybin, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just I, feel like I just pull them out of my jacket, no. <laughs> <laughs> ziploc bag, and I'm like, no, no, here. no, not not. Not those. You might want to put them in some kind of tea. They're not very good to just eat straight. Tastes terrible. You do you. She says, no, 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 no. That's what everyone tries to give me when I ask for this. (laughs) I I mean, actual blue caps, the creatures. You find them out in the mountainside, you see. I need them. Ah, okay. Are these related to red caps? I know I'm not here for this scene, but... (laughs) I don't think that's your voice either, Kathy. I don't think so. I'm, tri- I'm trying. There we are. I found it. He found it. I need to find a voice for this guy. 
Uh, Just based it on an old, you know, celebrity that no one recognizes anymore. Ah, I see. Like, like Anne Rand meets John Kennedy. That's pretty much, <laughs> ca- you've described Catherine Hepburn to a T, my friend. That is oh, wild. Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is, the distillation that no one knew needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Equal uh, parts Ayn Rand and Jack Kennedy. Um, which are two of the most opposite people I think I can imagine. Yeah, right. Yeah, like they're not the same. Set <laughs> these two people in the room, and then the it's not like Catherine Hepburn is somehow the med- middle ground between nope. the two of them. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those weird things in alchemy, you know. Just it's like combining you. sodium and chlorine, and you get salt. Sure. Anyway, so she says ten ten blue caps. Here, I'll give you some vials, and she shakily gives you like ten vials. Oh, that's vile. Okay. And she says, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Am I not there? No, this is just, this is just Gonzo's scene. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Do you want to be there? No, no, no. I'll I'll play. (laughs) All right. I I can go get these guys to help me out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not expecting uh, you to do it by yourself. I'll tell you, I'll go back to the, what do we have? The traveling... You're Car- like in like caravan a caravan thing. Yeah, exactly. I'll go back to the caravan and knock on the canvas. See if we can get the guys up. All right. While you're on your way back there, we'll cut to uh Gonzo's scene. Uh Gonzo, you're out and about in town. Were you looking to get anything in particular? You don't this isn't gonna like cost your group many money or anything, but I know you're Oh fuck yeah, your... shopping then. <laughs> yeah, isn't your vice like luxury? Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, you make exactly fancy food. So maybe you're at the market and you're walking through and uh, you hear kind of a murmur in the crowd and... Who's talking shit? (laughs) As you say that and look around, you see that there are a group of three uh, figures moving through the marketplace kind of with purpose. Um, One is a woman and then there are two kind of like beefy looking essentially like guards maybe they they seem to be armored but they're all in all white and they are wearing the symbol of etia the the goddess if you'll recall from your or your escapades the were rat that you caught or killed when she turned back she you guys deduced that she was a priestess of etia and they're walking and kind of looking around through the market and then when they spy you they like hone in on you and come right up into your face and they're like the woman speaks the the two on her either side of her never do she says the church needs a word mr gonzo oh they're so they're, yeah they're like big beefy looking mm-hmm. intimidating all right i'm probably not gonna start you bullshit right now um well i don't know they're like please yeah, that doesn't sound like you at all just <laughs> right down just down here it won't take but a minute we can they, talk right here while I'm buying my stinky cheeses. You can say to me what you want to say under the eyes of Atea. She like looks to the other two and like says something that you don't like. She gives some sort of command that you can't catch. And they turn around and like clearly the crowd kind of moves away. Like now all of a sudden you feel like you're a little bit alone, except for maybe the shopkeeper who is kind of stuck in his stall. <laughs> and uh, the woman 
turns on you and she goes, You and your little sleigh dogs have besmirched the good church of Atia by claiming that one of our priestesses was defiled and became a were-rat. She grabs... You wear clothes, right? This sounds weird, but like yes. you're, yeah, you yeah. wear clothes. Well, sometimes <laughs> he just has with, scales. I'm used to wearing with playing with Patrick, where all his characters are shirtless, or where he like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just playing with me, where there's there's no clothes. So. Yeah, so, we're uh, all wearing Zardoz, uh bandoliers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah or very elaborate. I'm pretty sure I'm wearing uh, it right now. Outfits, <laughs> but she grabs you by like the shirt, and she's like. You and your crew will renounce your claims. You will tell everyone you were mistaken, that you did not find a priestess of Atia turned into a were-rat, that you are liars, or you will suffer the wrath of the church. And she kind of shoves you back into the uh, stand. She goes, you have to the end of the day. And then she snaps her fingers and turns around and her and her goons leave you. Mechanically, I'm going to let you know, this is part of your entanglement that you rolled. And you have a choice. And you can discuss this choice with your group. Uh, But basically, you can either take minus four rep. You can try to pay them off and pay eight gold or eight coin. Or you can just take a minus one to your status with the Church of Atia. What's the difference between rep and status? So status is just like how groups feel about you. Mm -hmm. Um... So it's it just affects like how they interact with you in the world. But rep is how you gain tiers or lose tiers. Right now you actually only have two rep. If you were to lose four, you will go from having a strong hold on tier zero to a weak hold on tier zero. And I'm pretty sure if you lose your hold on tier zero altogether, you disband as a group and you're no mm. longer uh, a thing. <clears throat> that doesn't seem like an option then. Yeah, I'm glad that... I'm glad I didn't want to do that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't too worried about you choosing that one, but I just wanted to let you know. So you can think about that as we move into uh, Weston's essentially entanglement scene. I've kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Weston's character, whose name is Kathy, uh, I don't know, you can decide when this scene is, but at some point you're going through the gold that you got from uh, the villagers, like Jack. You uh, remember you took his his kind of bag of money that he <laughs> that mm-hmm. he had, and you were like, it was lost to the rats. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you're counting through that that gold and to just you know figure out how much you have, and you come across a coin that's not really a coin. It's it's hexagonal, and it's metal, but it is not standard currency. It's not a regular coin, and it's really weird on the on the one side of it you see a, it's like a map of the region that you're in. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, there is a woman kind of engraved into the coin. And as you're kind of like flipping it over and examining it, you're somehow, there's no like sharp edges on this, so you don't know how this happens, but like it hurts you. Like your finger is pricked and you like, a drop of blood kind of swells out of, the tip of your finger and you have a vision for a split second of like a passage through the mountains and a way in through the woods and then there's a cave and you hear a woman say find me and then you're back in the room and there's just and then you look and your hand is not bleeding there's no blood 
and the coin is just on the table with the woman side facing up. All right, well, I guess that's not spendable, so we'll just leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) Does me no good. No, I will, uh, I will try to pick up the coin with, like, sticks or something, or, like, a fork, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) so I don't touch it. (laughs) Some tongs, and put it in a bag, uh, and I will relay that scene to the rest of the crew. Do I, is there any way I can, like, recognize what this kind of like magic is you can definitely roll something for it what would you like to roll as an action to try to deduce that maybe study let me see if study actually does what it sounds like it does but i'd like to study this coin i don't think it gives me any more details than just study so yeah i'd like to study this coin (laughs) okay yeah so i would like to yeah consult the the books sounds Um, perfect okay don't worry about the position. I think in downtime, we don't really worry too much about like position or effect because you're just. Are you sure you're it's taking... not desperate? I'm. Yeah, I'm sure it's not desperate. Okay. You're not getting XP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a standard effect. Again, it, yeah, sure. It's okay. it doesn't really matter in outside of the action, but the fours matter. So you roll two fours. Uh, so that's. Success with a consequence, but in this case, this is more gather information, so it's just kind of like limited. There's not like a consequence, <laughs> like bad things are going to happen sure. to you. Um, I cut my hand again. Right. So you don't really know. In fact, I think what I'm going to say is the thing that you find is that when you go through the other, because you've got two peoples, you found another like chest of with some coins in it. Mm-hmm. In the like rat's nest or the were rat's nest, you find another similar looking coin. You don't ever cut yourself again. You're ve- you've been mm-hmm. very careful, but other than like you know you can, you know roughly where these this map on the back like is of this region, mm-hmm. and you think maybe you could deduce like maybe what mountain you were heading towards in your vision. That is like also kind of corresponding if you kind of use the map on the back of the coin, sure, as a point of reference. But like it, there's not a lot to to glean from from just that this experience or just the coin itself. I just know there's some woman seeming thing in this general area that wants me to go find her. I will say, here's what I'll say: uh, a little bit more information is that. You know that sometimes items are, for lack of a better word, like cursed. Mm. Um, and so like this message may not be relevant anymore, or it might be, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's an active thing. You're familiar with like objects or items that have. This could be like a recorded message. Right. An effect. Yes, exactly. Like you might that that's what you're going to have gleaned from your study is that let's let's actually say if you're willing to have done it one more time. Sure. You cut like it's just the same exact thing every time you do it. Okay. So you think maybe it's a recorded message. Okay. It's not the worst uh, pickup line I've ever had, but not the best. But was she cute? You didn't see anybody. You just heard Mm. a voice. Does she sound cute? <laughs> sure. Okay, I'm in. I figured. 
And so as that's uh, maybe as you're wrapping up that study and as you've kind of figured that out with those coins, I think Jacques said he was coming straight back to the yeah. to the wagon afterwards. I think maybe he arrives right at that time. Gonzo can also be either on his way or about to show up back at the wagon and you all can I kick it back over to you guys for for the rest <laughs> of this downtime. So strolling back up to the wagon. First, I see uh, Kathy and I'm like, yo, the church. Uh, the tail just rolled the fuck up on me, saying that we're gonna regret it and face the wrath if we don't retract. I don't know. They got me fucked up. <laughs> they want us to say that we didn't find one of their people uh, turned into a rare rat, and say that we're liars. And I mean, I'm not down with that, but just letting you guys know. Did we say anything to that effect? I. Having a hard time remembering what happened just hours ago. <laughs> I mean, that is what It's happened. almost as if it happened like a month ago. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So I think, mm. I don't think we really had to say anything. Yeah, yeah, I kind of assume that whatever happened on the score is what you guys tell, unless you actively say, like, we hide this information or sure. we sure. don't do this or that. Like, when you recount the story to gain reputation, in this game, I assume you tell it like it is, unless you specifically say otherwise. Got it. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't see why we need to do the church's dirty work for them. I think if they have some kind of shame around one of the people getting involved with the ne'er do wells, then they've got to clean their own house. I agree. Yeah, I think, and then I mean, we can always bribe them, but I don't want to do that either. We don't have that much money. Bribe yeah, I don't. What? I mean, I don't know how much we would need to bribe them, but I think just the cost of gold would be exorbitant. Not something I would be inclined to do personally. Yeah, I think I'm down with them just hating us. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so they don't like, sound like good people. Well, did, did good you or hear not, that? Definitely. Did you hear that people. one of their priestesses was really aware of it? I mean, right? That <laughs> sounds pretty bad to me. <laughs> Okay, so what I'm hearing is you guys are taking the minus one status yep. with them. Sounds yep. right. Yes. I kind of figured that was what you were going to do, but hey, we play to find out. So That's right. <laughs> Everyone else just have a normal day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still like coming off of my maple sugar high. or maple. Sugar I mean, high. I got hit on by a dead woman, so. That's odd. It's, again, typical for me. This lady said if we can go get her 10 blue caps, I can get my divining rod fixed, though. Do we not just have drugs on hand? <laughs> I said the same thing, and she oh. said, no, the actual like creature's blue caps. Now, are those related to red caps? I have no idea. I'm not even sure what a blue cap is. Perhaps I could study. You can do a ga- yeah, gather information. <laughs> yeah, I should study something, too, brother. Or maybe I'll help you study or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, this seems like a risky position <laughs> for great effect, extreme effect. Desperate. That's what I'm rolling. Yep. It's a one and a two. I, I've never heard of a blue cap before. I've heard of red caps. Um, perhaps they're related, but honestly, I have no idea. It okay. could be some weird name for like a, a type of shoe or uh, a, a troll or drugs honestly i think it's just drugs i think she just really wants us to find her drugs 
Okay, okay. so what did you what roll? Because there's actual like consequences for rolls. Uh, one and like two. You, it's not just like you failed and you don't get anything. <laughs> Can I? Oh, I see. There's actual consequences for that. Yeah. So, so uh, two get... is the highest, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Kathy, what you know is that blue caps are blue. Mm. And they are uh, they're blue things Caps. that are found in the woods. You know that for sure. Quite possibly mushroom-looking creatures. Um, but you've also heard of them, like, running around or jumping around. So uh, but you know blue? for sure they're, they're blue. And if they're not blue, they're sometimes green. Right. I know nothing. <laughs> gotcha. For sure. But I'm fairly certain they're blue. I mean, the name And they wear out. jaunty little caps. I think. Okay. Uh, can I... Um, let's see. What can Jacques do? Can Jacques hunt? Hunt for them? It says hunt a target, gather information about its location and movements. I mean, you guys can... For gather information, you can basically use any skill as long as you justify it. So, like, I definitely think hunt makes sense with, like, a, you guys are monster hunters. Is this okay. something you've hunted before or something you're familiar with? Uh, trying to figure out how you would go about this. So, yes, you can do that. And are these things just player to DM? I need to know if these things are supernatural. <laughs> That's a tough question in this world. They feel supernatural. They're definitely supernatural for our. They'd be supernatural for our world. So yeah, sure, they're supernatural. Okay, my hunting pet is imbued with spirit energy. It gains potency when tracking or fighting the supernatural. Okay, so if your hunting pet becomes involved in this in some way, then they will have uh, that. But this is just a gather information roll, so that's uh, not a factor okay. right now. Uh, I'm just gonna roll straight up, right? Yep. Um, position controlled. Yeah, it does. Like I said, it's just downtime, so it doesn't super matter the okay. position or effect. Okay, there is. Uh, you can ask some follow-up questions, but what you got a six, so you're you have excellent knowledge of this. Uh, blue caps are essentially your understanding of them is that they are fairy-like creatures or little ghosts that uh, look like blue balls of light that float around. Sometimes they're known to lead people to things, sometimes good things, sometimes like their death, kind of depending on the story that you're uh, reading. But they are just kind of a flickering blue light. Okay. If you are familiar with the movie Brave, like those... She follows like blue lights into the woods at a like that's basically what they are. Okay, gotcha. Like Will of the Wisps. Yeah, kind of like Will of the Wisps. Yeah, that's what they are in that movie is Will of the Wisps. But Blue Caps is a similar kind of creature. Okay. Okay. Uh, then I tell these guys I know all about these things, and uh, we should go find them. If we were able to like capture one of these things and condense them into some kind of smokable material, would they get you high? No. I'm going to guess yes. Right, no, that's I'm my thought too. The, I'm telling you as the DM, no. <laughs> I feel like as the a... big misunderstanding. The mm, drugs and the, and the creatures have nothing to do with one another, unfortunately. I feel like there's something there. We should explore it further. <laughs> Especially since they're supernatural ghosts who look mm -hmm. like blue cat mushrooms. I pick up one of the glass vials and I'm like, 
do they fit in here? Do we like shove their no, carcass she... in here? It's blood? <laughs> no, I think we just capture them in there like you would a normal firefly. One per <laughs> vial. Okay, Jacques is correct. <laughs> I, I'm some in some form. I ha, like learned biosmosis, or just because my name is Jacques, also about marine <laughs> biology and other types of biology, just like Jacques mm-hmm. Cousteau did. Um, so I would know, like, basically where to find these, and my hunting pet would get whatever it said extra potency because apparently he gets potent when uh. Tracking and fighting supernatural. Ver- these are very dank herbs we're finding. <laughs> Extra potent. Extra potent. Well, super dank, some would say. I don't know if they're Pikmin or fairy balls or piles of weed. It's like. fairy balls, pixie dust, angel dust. Doesn't I, matter. We'll get my it. My character would just we'll tell, tell you that if you see any of those things you just mentioned, just get them. <laughs> Bring them back with you. <laughs> yes. That, that Gonzo could do. I think this old lady is going to buy any of it. Right. That's my thought. That crone looked like she was down to clown, from what I heard of your description of her. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that was my exact verbatim description of her, down to clown. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He goes back in. I met this old woman. She's down to clown. And she told me to get some blue caps and bring them back. (laughs) That's right. Okay. So then we go after these things, right? Like. Uh, so is this the score you guys want to do? Oh, oh yeah. Can I show Jacques the like rudimentary map that I'm working with and be like, do you think blue caps would be in this general area? Hundred percent. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is what? <laughs> the map? What are you drawing? What? <laughs> uh, it's uh. This is it. It's it's. I had a vision in a coin. Did I not go over this with you? I apologize. Here, let me cut your finger. I think you made a joke about like a dead woman trying to kill you, but I didn't know. No, if we definitely hitting on me. I was hundred percent clear about that. Gonzo oh. just heard hit and you, and just thought uh, it went <laughs> trying to kill you. <laughs> no, so there seems to be some kind of recorded message in this coin that broadcasts a vague location. With the message to come, get this woman. And I, of course, took that as a, a proposition of sorts. But I'm wondering if we could sort of kill two birds with one stone and find the blue caps while we are looking for this mysterious uh, future lover, I assume. I, I think we so should we absolutely be able to do this. Hut the weed, crystal meth, mushroom balls, mm-hmm. or answer the voicemail about our extended home warranty being expired. <laughs> right. I'm thinking both. As long as the Mason, crystal weeds. I need you weeds. to stop reading my uh, <laughs> campaign notes on the <laughs> podcast, please. <laughs> it's unprofessional. Like <laughs> you're giving too much away. <laughs> I'm assuming the uh, the crystal meth shrooms might be found uh, in the same general area, but I figured I'd ask the expert I'm, tracker. I'm absolutely certain of it. Once again. You'd think we'd have to roll for something like that, but no, I think you're right. <laughs> no, your your you confidence yes is enough to into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> we all high five and jump off the building like the other guys. Yep. Jacques, yeah, Jacques didn't want to roll to see if he knew where it was. He just said yes, hundred mm-hmm. so. percent. I just I had counted my earlier six, and I was rolling that over repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you play this game, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you roll good, you just keep rolling that number over That's in right. your head. 
Don't ask the DM. <laughs> it's just, downtime. Just go. Yeah. The anyway. DM's more of a guide. Sure. More of a, a, you know, vague road signs. But mm-hmm. the story is really player-driven. I mean, you're joking, but that is factually true. It is supposed <laughs> to be player-driven. All right, so let's go get some of this stuff. Okay, so... <laughs> what is... <laughs> yeah, sure. <clears throat> This is we're we're moving into the score now. So mm-hmm. on your character sheets, clear out any items you have had like before. Um, you'll okay. also be choosing your load. I know. Oh, well, now I can't remember. Does uh, Jacques always roll heavy? Is that Jacques? Without a doubt, he always rolls okay. Heavy. Yeah, okay. Jacques always rolls heavy. Everyone can choose their load. How normal they for me. Um, the only normal thing about Kathy is her load. Nice. <laughs> That is an excellent tagline for any <laughs> character uh, in this game. Gonzo is normal. Okay. He um, said that like a test result just came back. <laughs> Gonzo. <clears throat> We're all surprised, but Gonzo, Gonzo was Gonzo, normal. Gonzo is normal. And... We didn't find any uh, any issues to report, honestly, and I'm as shocked as you are. Yeah, he does have herpes but other than that he's normal <laughs> that's, that's for, totally uh, normal for yeah. people in this world that's right uh. <laughs> gonzo introduces himself to new people gonzo is normal <laughs> <laughs> it's you who are weird right <laughs> next time someone rolls up you rolls up on you at the market i just want you to say gonzo is normal <laughs> see what they say about that especially because i'll forget this interaction and it'll be extra funny then mm-hmm. uh all right, so you're going to choose your approach. What are you actually, what is the main goal? Is it to get the blue caps? Is it to find the mountain pass? Like, um, I think our main goal is the blue caps. That's the most tangible thing. We don't know if this woman is even alive. So I think we, we go in the direction of this thing, but we're really looking for blue caps. Okay. And then so your options are, you're going to choose your plan and provide the detail. Assault is one option, and then I need the point of attack. Occult, what arcane power are you tapping into? Deception, how? what is the method of your deception? Social, what is the connection that you're using? Stealth, what is the entry point? And transport, what is the route that you're taking? Hmm. And I mean, obviously, we can color out the lines a little bit. we just burn a swath through the forest? On our way there, I feel like it might be deception because we're gonna let the animal, the the hunt, the companion hunt, and let it be ahead and do its thing while we're kind of quiet behind until we get a trail. Mm, I like it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Okay, so is the so deception and then the method is your I guess what's the deception part that the you're letting the falcon try to it's a falcon right or a bird of some kind. I I think it is a falcon, maybe arcane, because uh, I think that's what I was just reading was that the the falcon gets some sort of arcane ability if he's if he's searching for supernatural. So I oh, remember that. So a cult, and then the arcane power would be the falcon's supernatural ability to hunt. Okay, all right. I I dig it. And then I'm just gonna roll a fortune roll to get us started. See where we are when we start this off. It's just an easy thing that I can just hit this button. One dies for sure. Luck. I like your plan. I like that you're using the Falcon's special ability. So we're gonna give you that and see what you get. Three and a four, which I just need to check. 
One thing. All right. Uh, you guys are in a... You got mixed result. You're in a risky position when the action starts. So, yeah, you guys start out into the woods. And you you do whatever ritual you need to do to get the falcon, like... Maybe you do... Describe how you get the falcon's ability turned on, I guess. Whenever we get ready to go on a hunt, I always tell them what the target is or explain it to them, however that works, my bond with this falcon. And when it's something supernatural or ghost-like or any of that kind of stuff, he gets an arcane ability. Or I like to think that he just focuses so hard on whatever the target is that it kind of takes over his mind and he has a, a way to almost like sonar, radar it in his travels. Okay. All right, so you set him up. You guys do whatever bond moment thing you do, and you uh, release him, and he takes off, and he flies off. Uh, you guys said you wanted to hunt in this kind of area around where you think this other, uh, the coin thing might be leading you. So you're already out kind of in the mountains a ways. And not too long later, you hear like the caw of your of your hawk of your falcon, kind of like leading you uh, through the woods. I assume that's kind of how it goes. It it like calls out you. You try to follow where you're you're right. hearing it from. It, it probably comes comes back around every so often, and yeah, sure to make sure you're direction. uh following. And then eventually, it just starts like it gives the call that it's like found something and as you get close you see it kind of like perched in a tree and it's just every once in a while giving out a call because <laughs> 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 it's a raven now right. uh, yeah. and you guys come out of the out of the brush out of the clearing and it's just it's just sitting there and it kind of it sees you and it looks over and there's just a floating blue like orb just like floating in the path in the just in the middle of the I want to say in the middle of the air but that doesn't really give you an it's about at like chest right. height okay uh above above the forest floor here yeah, kitty kitty <laughs> I try to that work for these things if you say here kitty kitty nothing happens right <laughs> I try to like put it in a vial and put the put the lid on okay yeah uh uh, you don't even need to roll anything. You just take the vial out, take the stopper out of it, and walk. I mean, unless you're going crazy, but you can just walk up to it and bloop. Yeah, you've got it inside the the vial, and it just the now the vial just kind of glows blue. Nice. And as you do that, you see another one, fifteen, twenty feet away, down a path. Let's go. Yeah, try to pick it up as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as you go, as you go, you pick up the next one. Then there's a third, and you move, and you can pick that one up, no problem. Wait. And you're moving through the forest, following these. Are we Is anyone doing cave anything at all? Say that I'm, again. Are we moving towards a cave at all? No, it just seems like you're moving, and you're just out in the the woods on the mountains side. Like there's parts that are clear, there are parts that are more foresty, but you're just moving around. Okay. Where's where's your drawing, Cappy? Uh, in my heart. Okay. Um. <laughs> but also on this piece of paper. I was going to say, it's always so much fun to play with Weston. <laughs> <laughs> Can we 
Uh, you keep inviting me back. I don't know why. <laughs> I want to do like a connect dots on the last, three, the first three that we got, and see if like a path matches any kind of wonky path on this drawing. There's no, there's no way to tell if that's a thing that's happening. But as you guys get to the fourth one and uh, Jacques gets it in the vial, you. Jacques looks and sees the sees the fifth one. It's kind of down this slope. And Kathy, you as you like step up to where Jacques just was, you look to your left and this is the path on like you know if you went to the left instead of down to the right, like Jacques is now stepping, that you would walk for a little bit and you'd hit the cave entrance. You're sure of it. You can see it. it's just like your vision. Um, and I will also say, Gonzo, you now, once you're here, kind of like see it. Maybe there was a, maybe there's a distinct rock that Kathy drew in her picture as like a marker. Like when you hit this rock, like here's how to get to the cave and you see that rock and you know, you're also very close to, to that space, but the blue caps are going in a different direction. Fuck. We've gotten how many so far? Four. Four. Mm. Let's just pick up the rest and then come back to the cave. How many blue caps did that woman want? Ten. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we can we can continue on, but I'm pretty sure this is the cave. Well, we can hit that first if you want. I mean, I feel like I at least, she went through all the trouble to contact me. <laughs> well, let's do it. So you guys are abandoning the blue caps and heading down, heading down the other path? But now, okay, you guys can follow Kathy now and head up towards that path, and you see Kathy. You're it's like you've been here before. Like you just walk through the path. There are a few points where you just immediately take maybe it's a right turn, maybe you know, then a subsequent left. That there are forks in the road where presumably your party members don't know which way to go, but you can just walk like you like again. You've already seen this. And 10, 15 minutes of walking, and you are at a cave entrance. That is exactly the one you saw in your vision. Hmm. Well, in we go. Uh, Gonzo, you notice there is like a, like, there's something uh, in the, or like near the rock edge, near the rock wall, uh, as you guys are walking up. It looks like it's made of metal. It's made of metal. What does it look like? It just kind of looks like a rectangle. Uh, it's kind of covered in dirt and like uh, overgrowth of plants, but you can see like bits of it are un- like not covered up. You'd have to like wipe the stuff away. I do that. Okay. Uh, as you do, you see uh, the writing of the ancient ones, which our audience, if this were a, a TV show, the audience would recognize as just like English or human writing, like. It's this. There's some sort of sign, but you know this is like, for you, uh, this is, this is some sort of old ancient structure from the people from the before time, before the cataclysm that changed the world. You know how to read this? I can just save you time. Nobody knows how to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but maybe that's a fun joke that Gonzo makes every time he finds <laughs> one of these signs. Bullshit, you know? Well, um. Like I put, I bring them both over. What do you think this like gives us an indication of? I don't know. Is it a 
is it like a is it just text or is there an image associated with it there's like a rough image but you don't really like it's mostly text that's what it is um i'm telling you this yeah not to derail anything but just to give you a sense like your characters would want to know if they're going into uh like ruins of the ancients um there are sometimes dangerous devices i also kind of think it's one of those things where it's like advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic Mm -hmm. that whole concept so like the advanced society that was the pre-collapse earth has stuff that you guys would consider magical so you would want to know like this would be this is essentially your warning sign that like these ruins can sometimes be dangerous okay and we need to be careful I would like to copy down the symbols that we see uh, to the best of my ability for future cataloging as I try to create the Rosetta Stone for English. Sure. Good luck. Thanks. (laughs) Because it's such an intuitive, really straightforward, rules-based language. Exactly. It's like a fucking safety data sheet for, like, sulfur and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, if you were watching this TV show, you'd be pretty sure this is some sort of sign telling you like you're coming up to whatever company building or whatever headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were just uh, living in this world, it doesn't mean anything to you other than the ancients were here. <laughs> uh, and you guys walk into the cave, and immediately, like once Gonzo has pointed out that. This is uh, an area of the ancients. You're kind of anticipating this change because as you walk into the building, the kind of like rough stone structure kind of gives way to there's still dirt and debris and stuff on the floor. But like some of the cave walls no longer look like rock. They look like smooth metal that is like distinctive of the ancients structures and uh in front of you is a large hexagonal shaped i mean door for lack of a better term uh with a kind of smaller like rectangle pad kind of sticking up on a stick or a pole uh in front of it and there are uh seven hexagonal spaces on on that little pad area the noise comes out of uh, nowhere as you approach the door. Is this a fucking Hilton? It's a zebra bubble. Didn't you hear him? So maybe it's zebra. <laughs> uh, you guys would <laughs> these this voice coming out of nowhere can be uh, another feature of ancient structures uh, or structures of the ancients. Sometimes they are just they just say the same thing over and over again. Sometimes these uh, your your people refer to them as spirits. Uh, sometimes these spirits of the ancients can interact with people, and sometimes they get mad at people and can cause them harm. And sometimes they're friendly and helpful. It just depends. Uh, but no one ever knows what they're saying. A hundred percent. Some people claim to. I think Gonzo has an uncle who claims to speak with these spirits for sure. Uh, oh. Oh, Oh, great spirit. We don't know what the hell you're saying. Thank you for your time. (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you say, Gonzo? 
Gonzo is going to take another step in. Okay, you can keep walking. You're all the way up to the this doorway thing. Hexagon. Oh, I'm like at the, the outer edge of it? Like I haven't entered the hexagon thing yet? So the hexagon thing is like there's a wall with a hexagon shape that looks like it can open and slide away. Like that's the door. Does that make sense? Uh, and then there's like a pad in front of it with these seven hexagon little shapes. Roughly, I don't know, coin shape. And you're there, but like there's nowhere to go. This is just like, this is the end of the line as of, unless you do some sort of investigate, like something else, but this is what you can see. Kathy, do you have your coin? Always. I hand you a gold coin. Is it the right one? <laughs> <laughs> I need a quarter, not a nickel. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give you the the weird hexagonal blood coin. Was the one who hit on you? Yep, that was the the thirsty bitch, as I refer to. Her. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna push this in here. Y'all good with this? It's very daring, <laughs> <laughs> risky, even. Possibly mark it, desperate. mark it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Very daring. I push the coin. You put the you put one of the coins into just one of the random hexagonal spots on the pad, and it glows green. And the voice comes back and says, "Roll up," and nothing else happens. I'll say back to him, "Roll up." What's that do? That that nothing happens. Do anything for you? Nope. Okay. I go stand. In front of the hexagon. Still nothing's happening. There's all there's six other empty spots for hexagons on your coin pad. I see. Do you have more coins of the same shape? Definitely not. Remove- you have one other one. I have one other one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just being a dick about it. No, I was simply <laughs> mistaken. I- <laughs> It's always hard to know when Weston doesn't remember the thing that happened, or if he's just not being helpful. I really thought I only had the one, but don't worry, I have two. I've always had two. Totally remembered that. You give the other one, the same thing happens. The, uh, it again makes a, like, some sort of noise. Same tone, same word, whatever it says. And it also lights up green, but then there's still five other spaces that you don't have. I'm going to touch one of the hexagons that we have the glowing on like the the big version of it so like the big it's just one big hexagon that's like a hexagon door and then there's hexagon shapes that are all together on like a data pad kind of looking thing and you've been putting coins over the empty spaces and they've been lighting up green my bad i thought this was final fantasy 10 Mm -hmm. And you have to take your rock with you from one door to the other door. Yep. Gotcha. No, sorry. This is Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> well, they've changed that. No that spoiler! <laughs> um, hmm. So, is there any place that we can go that isn't in here? Maybe there's more coins hidden in, in the building, in the cave. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's just like a perception roll or something you guys can do to like look around or if I could just tell you, you look around. 
Oh, God. Uh, sorry, I just saw the artwork for Gonzo on your character sheet. Uh... I was meaning to look for another one because it surprised me, too, when I came back. Oh, no, it's uh, good. You guys could... Survey is a good one for this. Uh, study might be... Um, but that would probably tell you... Study feels like you'd be, like, trying to figure out how the door or the pad are working. Technically, you're allowed to use any skill for anything, but it has to make sense mm -hmm. with, like, what that skill is. <laughs> so, I mean, you can you can skirmish with stuff, but, like, I don't know if that makes sense in this context. You just start punching you know? the door. Sure, sure. If that's what you want to do, then, that, then you can skirmish it, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, my plan eventually is definitely going to be wreck the door if we can't get it mm -hmm. open. But I'm going to command the spirit to tell me or to open the hexagon because I think this is a door. Okay, you can do that. It will be risky for limited effect. I can tell you that. Okay, let's do this. Um, usually the way that people interact with ghosts or spirits is attuned but you can try to command it just to do your bidding it is talking to you i'm gonna say hey siri open <laughs> <laughs> for some reason i feel like that's what i should say and i rolled a six and a three yeah so um you are you command it to open and it says something back to you and like it it, it sounds different it says able way me bought you way you boop. Same. Um, what I will tell you is like your knowledge of this stuff is that if you can, if you're speaking to spirits and then they like react differently, that's usually a sign that they can be interacted with and like you can get them to do things. So you didn't, you didn't fail, but you had a limited effect. So I guess for the fiction of this, like that's what happens to you, but you kind of know that like you're onto something. You can keep trying this. If you keep succeeding, potentially the door could be opened. Spirit, I would like a mocha. One mocha. Are you trying to do something, or are you just sticking around? I would like it to make me a coffee <laughs> with chocolate. All right, roll what you'd like it. How are you going to get in to do that? I'm going to use my force of personality to uh, sway it. Unless, yes, sway it. You're getting pretty forceful as Kathy Hipburn is slowly turning into the mooch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Would this be a Risk controlled? Uh, no, oh, it's we're risky, risky for yeah, right. limited. <laughs> I forgot we were in risky, like, by default. I'm not going to throw any bonus dice on this. Uh, but I did get a six. So what I'm imagining is, like, what you guys don't know is that, like, your, the language that is developed for your world is very different from English, but, like, some words are the same, and so, like... It's uh, Esperanto. We're or, speaking Esperanto. Yeah, yeah, you guys are accidentally, like, uh, Gonzo is basically accidentally saying command override, and then you're like, mocha, mocha, which is... <laughs> Actually, in your language, in English, it's like open, open, mm. and the doors swing open. I had written down two limited successes with interacting with the AI would uh, open the door. So nice. you guys have accidentally commanded this door to like open, despite the fact that you don't have all the keys. And uh, yes. Hell yeah, so the doors swing open. You guys think this ghost is your friend? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's not what yeah. I wanted, but I'll take it. You don't know. Maybe there's a mocha waiting inside. You're right. Into the... There's coffee in that nebula. I mean, that room. Let's get in there. Let's bust in this. I walk in and look around. Okay, as you walk in, there are... At first, it's like nothing. I mean, there's just a bunch of ancient ancient one artifacts all around. Um, again, if this were a TV show, we would recognize like desks and computers and uh, kind of like communal areas and things. But to you guys, it's just is. I mean, you recognize, I guess, desks. But like what a computer is, is just beyond you. Like there's just square pieces of glass that are... <laughs> sitting on these table black glass um and as you're kind of walking through uh you get to another door like all the doors and this is uh, a weird thing for you kind of like are automatic doors that just like whoosh open as you get close to them so i imagine it's a, maybe you've been through some of these before maybe you're like used to this. i'm not saying every time you guys need to like jump back or anything but it's definitely not how things work for you guys on a day to day. Um, and which again, kind of reinforces this idea that for you guys, this place is magical and kind of full of uh, magic and potentially danger. Uh, but you guys get into an area that is like full of just gigantic to you, like floor to ceiling glass tubes most of which are broken and there's just like liquid maybe in the bottom or like clearly has dripped out onto the floor and either has dried up or uh it's just kind of pooling in like deep enough pools that it's it's just like there there's stains and uh you also notice there are like deep like gashes in the metal around this room and around the area like something something big and monstrous has has kind of rampaged through this this zone. Mm. It's definitely a good sign. Sure. And as you open the next door, uh, the door slides open, and every room you've gone into, like automatic lights have turned on to kind of illuminate the space. They're they're not very like it doesn't fully illuminate like it's full time lighting. It's like if uh, it's just enough to kind of see by. But as you open this next room, uh, a hulking creature is just in this room, like ripping at some sort of carcass of of an animal. And you see what looks like a half man, half crocodile. And it looks back at you as the lights turn on and it just lets out a roar. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening you've got the time we would really appreciate if you could take a minute to rate and review this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you are listening you can follow us at at whose dice on twitter or email us at whose dice are these anyway at gmail.com thanks again and see you next week